Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. Part two, I'm Evan. I'm Josh. I'm here for the first time in a long time. And yeah, we spent 90 minutes or really two hours that was cut down to 90 minutes talking about the past six games that happened at the Love Shack. So what's a few more to preview? Looking forward to the Rustin Regional, the NCAA Regional in Rustin. Boys, 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 I am so happy because, hold on, open bottle. (sighs) We're hosting a regional in Russin, so I bought champagne. Oh, did it open? I didn't hear it. It did it really not pop? I heard you struggling like it was an alligator. (laughs) Editing the pop in post. Now I'm pouring the champagne. Pop. It definitely won't sound fake. (laughs) Well, there goes my dumb bit. Well... I'm drinking an old fashioned to celebrate the occasion of working like nine and a half hours today. So I can leave early on Friday to go back to Rustin. This is not so, good champagne. <laughs> Josh really, really spent out, uh, you know, spared no expense for this like dollars, man. Um, I had to buy bleacher tickets. Yeah. He spent tickets. all his money on right field berm tickets. Can't believe we're hosting a regional. I mean, $60 is pretty much the difference between good and bad champagne. So that sounds just about right. Yeah. So anyway, what is a regional? What does this mean? And who the hell is coming here? And what are we doing? That's what we're covering on this episode, which will hopefully be shorter than 90 minutes. Oh, please. I hope so. <laughs> Me too. So yeah, let's let's stop opening bottles of alcohol and talk about what a regional is. I got some rye Before too, we talk but... about who's coming. Do, do you have another bottle of alcohol to open for another sound effect? Or is that it? Uh, it's just like a bottle of rye. So like a cork squeak. Can you add that into? Okay. Yeah, I got. I got you there too. Nice. So wait, are you mixing the rye with the champagne, or probably make the champagne better? If we're being honest. Oh God. <laughs> Flashbacks. All right. To New Year's. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> so. Yeah, so this is how college baseball postseason works. Once you get past the conference tournaments, sixty-four teams make it into the postseason. Make it to a regional. Those sixty-four teams are broken up into four groups of four and placed at sixteen host sites. Those 16 host sites, like Tech, host a double elimination tournament over the weekend with one team advancing to a super regional from each regional. So 16 host sites, one makes it out of each host site. Then the regionals are paired with each other to play a three-game series in a a super regional. And the team that wins the super regional goes to Omaha and goes to the College World Series. Yeah, and so Tech or Rustin, the Rustin regional is paired with the Fayetteville regional. So... Um, if everything goes, you know, according to the bracket, the super regional would be Tech versus Arkansas up in Fayetteville. Of course, if things don't go according to the bracket, Tech has a slight chance to host a super regional. I mean, Arkansas is the number one overall team in the nation, so they're probably not going to lose. But um, I would just love for Tech to be in the super regionals. I don't really care where it is. But the only caveat this year is that the super regional um, sites have to be hosted by one of the 20 predetermined regional host sites, which I thought was interesting. So like, I guess if Charlotte were to win their regional as a two seed and somebody else from whatever regional they're paired with wins, then they could go on to host a super regional without even hosting a regional, which would be kind of cool, I guess. But um, anyway, yeah, the college world series is a, is a whole different setup, right? Yeah. It's, you bring the top eight teams, the last eight teams that are still alive. You send them to Omaha, Nebraska for some reason, and <laughs> they duke it out there. Used to be at Rosenblatt Field or Stadium. Now it's at TD Ameritrade Park, which mm. 
corporations are ruining everything. It is a double four-team double elimination bracket. There's no real way to say this. Yeah, it's it's very easily. similar to the conference tournament we just played, except that at the end of it, instead of a single game, there's a best of three series to determine the champion. And I believe that that is a relatively new thing because I think it used to be true double elimination but I believe now it is a true best two out of three, no matter what the records are going into that. So it would be pretty much the same as the conference tournament we just played, except Tech and Old Dominion would have played a three-game series to determine the the champion instead of just the the one-off game, I, I think, anyway. Yeah, and if that sounds confusing, that's okay. Really, we just need to focus on the rest and regional first, and we'll have other yep. podcasts in the future if we make it that far when we make it so that we can far. go back over that later speak it into but, existence yeah so when we get that far when we make it to omaha we'll have another podcast and i'll have to buy a very expensive plane ticket same yes. so let's talk about the rust and regional it still Oof. feels weird to say yeah first time ever wild it's only the second time that tech has made it to the ncaa tournament since 1987 of course the time they made it was it 2016 that they made it with greg yes. golf at coach Correct. Yeah. We won 42 games that year. And it's only the ninth trip to the NCAA tournament in program history. So this is kind of new territory for Tech. This is huge for our program, right? I mean, we just got the new stadium. We just hosted a crazy conference tournament that a lot of people in like baseball media and like college baseball fans were talking about. And it got a lot of attention because like our conference is really good this year. So, you know, there were there, we have four teams in the the 64 team field so like there's just a lot of eyeballs on our program right now and that's only going to help you know i was going to ask later on like does this feel like a high water mark for tech or does this feel like the beginning of something um but i'll ask that question now what do you guys think about that for me it's all contingent on you know you know hopefully we do well in the postseason but i feel like it all depends on if we can retain burrows going forward after this year and that's kind of the story for a lot of small schools, I think, is retaining your coach that brings you to these great heights. And, you know, next year may be a down year because of the, la- the the move, uh, the talent leaving, you know. But I think if we can keep Burroughs, uh, it might be the start of building something really good here. Yeah, like Josh, I think that keeping the coach is important. Keeping some of the players, we talked previously about some of the seniors weren't recognized on senior night. So maybe they're coming back because of COVID things. Who really knows? But if not baseball, I'm not sure if I see another sport where tech can achieve this level and it still doesn't feel like we've reached the possible ceiling. Yeah. Making the basketball tournament and winning two games is the ceiling, realistically. But tech actually has a shot, and it's dependent on pitching, but has a shot of actually making some noise, getting to Omaha and making some noise in Omaha. And I that I I don't believe the words coming out of my mouth, but I don't see why they couldn't be true too. Right. I mean, after what we saw last weekend, especially you're telling me this team can't can't hang. I mean, we're we're the we're the top seed in this bracket that we're about to talk about. So I mean, we could be t- and we already beat Arkansas once, and we could have beat them twice. We were right there, right? And I I don't know. One out, look, one out look, away. It, it's crazy to talk about potential trip to Omaha, but like it feels like this team could have that run in them. And then once you're there, I mean, you're just these random one-off performances away from knocking off teams that you shouldn't, right? Like, like Greg Martinez coming in and pitching eight and eight and a third innings of one run baseball, right? I mean, that that's the kind of thing that 
you rely on in postseason, whether it's conference tournaments, whether it's this kind of postseason, um, you know, the NCAA tournament. But it, it's just I feel like it, it's the start of something. Um, not that like we'll host a regional every year or anything like that. I don't think that'll become the norm. But like, you know, that level of success that like Southern Miss has had in the last decade or so where they're going to the tournament at least two out of every three years and they're in the conference title game, you know, the last four years until this year, shout out Matulia Netterville um, <laughs> and, and Dustin Dickerson, of course. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, it just, it feels like this is the, the start. Cause I was thinking about it. Like this is the high mark of tech baseball history, right? Like hosting a regional, but like, does it just go downhill from here or does it kind of, you know, do we, can we sustain some success? And I think that's going to be, I think, like you guys said, the coaching matters, but I don't know. I have a good feeling. So with that, with all that being said, why don't we jump in and talk about reality here? Yeah. Before we look ahead to future years or even to Omaha, first, we have to get past these three teams. Tech being the host is the number one seed. They get matched up in the first game against the four seed announced as the Ryder Bronx. Like Broncos, but without the O. No like idea who these guys were. Wait, without Not a clue. Without which O? There's two yeah, O's. I was about to make a joke about needing to buy a vowel, but even <laughs> Will of Fortune gives you both O's if you buy one. Yeah, uh, hopefully we'll be able to to illuminate something about this school because I don't know what a what that is. So. Oh man, I went on a Wikipedia deep dive. Not so much about the Bronx <laughs> part, but about the Ryder part. And they beat Fairfield though. We'll get to that. Who else are we playing, or who else is playing in Ruston? We also have the NC State Wolfpack coming to town, and they'll take on in the first game the Alabama Crimson Tide. Who are they? I've never heard of them before. Nope. Yeah. Football does not exist. Yeah. I'm hoping that we at least get to play Bama once so we get to play the battle for the teams that Greg Goff used to coach for. <laughs> now, I have a good feeling that Alabama's pretty mad at us for getting the higher Greg Goff, but hey, that's what you get. They should be mad at Greg Goff for taking off their boosters, but... We may or may not play Alabama because Bama gets matched up with NC State in the first game and while we play Ryder. And like in Ruston this past weekend, it's double elimination. So if they lose and we beat Ryder and then they lose to Ryder, then they're out and we may never see them. But before we get that far, let's talk about that first game. We'll kind of preview both North Carolina State and Alabama to give an idea because there's a good chance we'll see one or both of these schools. Probably both, but we'll definitely see one of them. Yeah. Yeah. So NC State is the number two seed, Bama the three seed. NC State is 30 and 17 is their record with a number 32 in strength of schedule. Alabama is 31 and 24, which sounds worse, but their strength of schedule is the second best in the country. Yeah. The SEC is a pretty good baseball conference if you didn't know about it. Yeah, turns out, yeah, they're they're pretty strong over there. This game will be Friday at 1 p.m. Central, and... The national rank, NC State's ranked, they have a number by their name too, at least before the tournament. They're number 16 in the country. Meanwhile, Alabama is not ranked. That strength of schedule only gets you so far, I guess. But yeah. they're pretty equal in RPI, 35 for NC State and 33 for Alabama. Yeah, and you know, looking at the schedules that these teams have played, I mean, like you said, Alabama's got the number two overall strength of schedule. And I know that one of the biggest knocks about them, because I think they were actually one of the last four teams to get in, they kind of do it like the basketball tournament where they'll say the last four out and the last four in. And I'm pretty sure Alabama was one of those four. But the interesting thing about them is that they didn't like beat anybody in the SEC in a in a tournament 
other than like the bottom three teams I think I read somewhere. But with that being said, they did pick up some games. Like they beat Arkansas one game. They actually got swept by Ole Miss, but they picked up two wins against the RPI number five, Tennessee. One in the SEC tournament that I think was a little controversial, but I'm not sure exactly what happened. And they actually lost to ULM too, which I put in there because we beat ULM twice. So there's a a, a similar opponent there. But all that to say they went 8-17 and 17 in Q1 games. Um, you know, the top of the top of college baseball, they were 8-17 and 17 overall. NC State, on the other hand, went 13-10. and 10, So not quite as many games, just two less, but they won a lot more of those uh, top flight games. Um, they took one from Notre Dame, but lost two. They swept Virginia Tech, who's RPI 70. They swept North Carolina, who's 47th. And then they did really well in their conference tournament, but ultimately lost to Duke in the title game. So, yeah, I mean, this this is a team that I think a lot of people feel is pretty hot right now. I was listening to the D1 Baseball podcast from today, and they talked about how NC State could mess around and win this regional. So, I mean, hopefully that's not the case, but they're playing really hot right now. Yeah, they're on fire outside of the, you know, the loss of Duke, but... uh. I know a lot of NC State fans feel like they got a pretty easy draw for the regional. They're feeling pretty confident of uh, making it out of Bruston. Yeah. yeah. And I won't say who we're most scared of, but I, th- I think we're all leaning towards NC State. Uh, to kind of go through the players, to keep an eye on, on both teams, Alabama doesn't have a single player with an OPS of above one. Okay. They have their highest, their best hitter is Sam Prater, OPS of .902. One of their better home run hitters, but... Compared to some of the bats that Tech has and even NC State has, I'll talk about in a second, Bama kind of lacks that in their hitting department. The Wolfpack, on the other hand, though, have two OPS hitter, two hitters with an OPS of above one. Johnny Butler and Tyler McDonald, uh, both of those guys hit the ball over 29% of the time. They step up to the plate and also get a walks a decent amount. Of the two, McDonald has a higher home run percentage. Pitching is where things get a little interesting. Because if you look at the starters and their best starter for each school, Alabama's best starter has an ERA of 3.76. And Antoine Jean. Antony? Sure. And NC State's, has a, their best, has an ERA of 4.18 in Reed Johnston. Remember, Jonathan Fincher, his ERA is, a, is below three. Every yeah. now and then I feel like we have to be reminded Jonathan Fincher is better than most other college pitchers that we have. <laughs> oh, he's insane. But like Tech with the bullpen, Alabama actually, well, not like Tech with their bullpen, Alabama's bullpen has a very good arm that they've used quite a bit. Chase Lee has pitched 37 and a third innings out of the pen, ERA of 1.21. Ooh, 37 innings? Yeah. Why is he not a starter with those numbers? Wow. I mean, sometimes the shutdown reliever is more valuable than the starter. Yeah. Another guy, William Freeman from Alabama. 52 and a third innings, 2.41 oh, wow. ERA. So them boys can pitch, huh? Yeah. I, it goes downhill from there, but both of those two names, Chase Lee and William Freeman, those are names you don't want to hear coming into the game when they're playing Tech. NC State has some guys, but for the most part, their best relievers haven't pitched a lot. Kobe Engel has only pitched 13 and two-thirds innings. He has an ERA of 0.66, but he just hasn't entered the game a lot. Evan Justice is probably the guy we'll hear the name called on. 46 and two-thirds innings pitched, ERA of 4.24. Not bad and better than a lot of the bullpen that Tech has, but not quite as shut down as some of the Alabama relievers. Hmm. 
Yeah, I see here that 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 Chase Lee is one of the better closers in the SEC. He's he's actually got seven wins and seven saves this year. So um, that's interesting for a bullpen pitcher to to get those wins. Which I know pitching wins and losses are weird and stupid, but that's still uh, stupid. When you know so much of this postseason play comes down to like whose bullpen can can you know get you to the finish line. Yeah. Well, I got some more. Uh, team-based stats pulled up right now. Um, Tech has the highest RPI out of you know the regional, obviously because we're hosting one, and you know that's kind of how they fill in the brackets. But uh, you know I, I have the breakdown. You know versus you know each team versus uh, an RPI of one through twenty-five. Tech is nine and nine. You know it's pretty solid. Uh, NC State's only one and three. So we've played better teams. We have a slightly higher strength of schedule. Uh, Alabama is seven and fifteen, which means geez they've played twenty-two games, twenty-two teams. With against RPI uh, one through twenty five, and they, I mean, like you said, they have the number two strength of schedule. That's the SEC, yeah. and uh, Ryder's actually one in four against the top twenty five RPI, which I guess that one win being uh, yeah. Fairfield. Yeah, that RPI is weird because yeah. it's all based on who you play, and Ryder is in one of those conferences, the MAAC. I don't even know what that stands for. Metro MAAC. The the MAAC. Yes. Or the the Mac, as Matt Mac. would appreciate me saying, um, but they only played conference games. So like Fairfield racked up this like absurd thirty seven and two overall record, and then lost in the championship game. And people were even debating if they should get in, even though their RPI is three. <laughs> they did get in. Um, they're in. They're in one of the regionals, but. I mean, Fairfield went zero and zero against RPI one through twenty five. Zero and zero versus twenty six through fifty. You know, like they haven't played anybody on the yeah. top half of teams. I would imagine. But with that being said, they only lost two games. So right. Like, I mean, you got to give them respect. If you for, count their yeah. I mean, watch um, them run through the Austin Regional and just body everybody. <laughs> that would be a sight. I would love it. But yeah, I I mean, as far as this first matchup, who would you guys rather play in the second round if we beat Ryder? So a situation where. You know we're in the winners bracket, and this team is in the winners bracket. Who do you want to see in that second game? Man, you know both NC State and Alabama lost their last showing in the conference tournament, but NC State was you know four and one over their last five series going into that, while Alabama was one and four. The numbers say like NC State is better at most offensive uh, categories. Mm, I think I'd rather play. Oh, man, it's tough. I think I'd rather play Alabama because I feel like our bats could way outperform theirs, but that's tough because NC State, you know, they've only played four, I guess, RPI 1 through 25 teams, you know, and they have a losing record against them. But, like, <sighs> NC State is 15-3 and three on the road. Yeah. You know, they're hot, and they can play well not in their own place. You know, Alabama's 10-9 and nine on the road. <clears throat> Here's my thought about it. They're... If Tech plays either of these teams, they're going to be very different. Alabama may be a a lower scoring game from both teams because Alabama has some of the better pitching, especially out of the bullpen. And, and North Carolina State will be a 2012 football type score on the board by the end of the game. I think I would rather play NC State because the way that we won these games in the tournament, in the CUSA tournament. We won them by showing up in the last couple innings and coming from behind and walking off. And Bama's bottom of the bullpen, 7th, 8th, nine inning pitchers, they're better than NC State's. And so 
playing against NC State gives us a better chance to walk it off, which feels like the only way we can win games. You know, <laughs> there's something else to be said with the fact that I feel like Alabama will have slightly more fans than NC State at a Russian regional. But then yeah. again, you'd have all the uh, the casual tech fans wanting to come out and boo Alabama if we play them. Hmm. I'm torn. I mean, look, the atmosphere is going to be amazing. Like, oh, I, can't, yeah, I, can't I can't wait. I can't wait for you to experience it, Josh. Like, last week was great, and there were a bunch of empty seats because people had all tournament passes. Oh, man. I wish you could have been there for the Arkansas game, though. Oh, I wish I wish that, too. I wish that, too. The Spencer and Farrar brothers are going to go throw down and get wild yeah. at this game, huh? <laughs> yeah. Um, but as far as who I'd rather see, I mean, looking at the pitching here, so Alabama's starters aren't great. And so they're going to... I mean, they're fine, right? Like they're they're starting pitchers in the SEC, so like probably good, but like yeah. So like they have two guys with over eighty innings pitched who have started fourteen and fifteen games, but both of these guys have ERAs over four. One of them's at five point three six. One of them's at four point one three, and they're allowing like two sixties in batting average against. So I'm kind of like, I, I see what you're saying, Nathan, about the. The relief pitching because the relief pitching is pretty great. I mean, that Chase Lee guy's allowing 211 to batters. They got another guy who's pitched 46 uh, or 52 innings who's allowing 219, um, who's appeared in 22 games, William Freeman. So, I mean, even if they burn Chase Lee against, you know, say that guy comes in and pitches like three and a half innings against, uh, against NC State to get the win, and maybe he's not available on Saturday against Tech, they got another guy who's just as good and maybe better. So, I don't know. So it's like starting pitching for both teams seems kind of even, but then like you're saying, so I think, I think you're right. I think I'd rather see NC state, even though they're hotter and they seem like the better team on paper, but that they don't seem to have quite as good of pitching. That sentence was worded poorly, but you know, yeah, I I had a few in my explanation too. And so the other game in this regional is Louisiana tech versus Ryder at 6 PM central at the love shack. We know enough about Tech. They are 40 and 18, number 43 in strength of schedule. They're ranked 18th in R- in D1 baseball, 24th in RPI. We know who they played. We we just saw a bunch of uh, games in this tournament against top 25 or yeah, top 25 RPI teams, including Southern Miss. That's uh, RPI of 22. Ryder though is a bit of an enigma. If you had told me to guess which state they were in, I could not have told you. Ooh, I don't know. Ooh, ooh, Evan, do you know? Yes, I know. Oh, fuck. Well, we can't play a game. Uh, can I guess? Yeah. Connecticut. Ooh, close. close. Guess again. Guess again. Uh, New Hampshire. Ooh, Vermont? closer, but not geographically, but closer in name. <laughs> New Jersey? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> New he got, Jersey. He got my bad hint. <laughs> I thought the only team in New Jersey was the famous Rustin college High. football. Yeah, Rustin High. <laughs> the founders of college football, Rustin High. I can't believe they sued Rustin High. <laughs> I, so... I, I get it though. Like come on, okay. they gotta get a win somewhere. So let's uh let's go over the records and everything first, and then I know Nathan, you're dying to tell us more about Ryder um Ooh, as yeah. a university. But as a baseball team, I mean they went twenty three and sixteen with the ninety-fifth overall strength of schedule, but again, it's kind of hard to tell because they only played teams in their own conference um, and their conference was dominated. I mean, just absolutely decimated by Fairfield. And the only reason that Ryder is even in this conversation is because they upset Fairfield in their championship game. Um, 
They have the 58th overall RPI, which went up about 36 points after they beat Fairfield. So that tells you where they kind of were before that. But they they went three and two against the 68th overall RPI team, Monmouth, and two and two against Canisius, Canis, Canisius, who is 76th in RPI. So, um, again, it's it's hard to know if this team's any good or not. I mean, the record kind of suggests that they're not great and but that they got hot at the right time and won their conference. Right. Why are they hot? Yeah, but they're hitting kind of isn't. Uh, No, it's the lowest. You want to guess what the highest OPS on their team is? Uh, I looked this up yesterday, uh, but I don't remember what the number is. I just know that there weren't any over like eight, right? The highest is point eight nine or eight five four. Oh, right. It, it was like it, none over point nine is what I tweeted. Yeah. I think because I did like a quick scout after it was announced. So yeah, an OPS remind remind us, Nathan. It's yes. slugging percentage plus on base percentage. You're going Which, SPO instead of OPS, but yeah, on base percentage. So how often you get on base and slugging percentage, which a a single is worth one, a double is worth two, a triple three, a home run four. So the yeah. the more bases you get per hit, the higher slugging is. It's like a weighted batting average, essentially. Yeah. Okay. Like yeah. So they they have like I'm looking at they have the lowest slugging percentage in our regional. Yeah. Yeah. And but they don't have the lowest on base percentage. Now, I did see that they apparently play in a, a very, very large baseball park, like it, not large in terms of like seating or Just amenities, but depth. like, the, yeah, the depth is very, very large. So they I think they've hit like 14 home runs and five of them were in the championship game against uh, Fairfield. <laughs> so very interesting team. I don't really know what to make of them at all, but who should we look out for on this team, Nathan? Hitting wise, David Bermudez has that OPS of 0.854. So okay. I'll pick him to look out for. There are, isn't really one batter that's sticking out over the others. Uh, but that playing on a large playing surface may explain some of their pitching numbers too because their starters and their bullpen seem to have pretty good numbers. A guy who's only named this just to trip me up, Pete Soporowski is their best starting pitcher. ERA of 3.2 over 59 innings pitched. Uh, and out of the bullpen, their top guy, they have a guy who has yet to give up an earned run in Kyle Smith, but he's only pitched 13 and two-thirds innings. Ryder also hasn't played as many games as Tech, and I believe either NC State or Alabama, too. So some of these numbers are are a little bit off. But Kyle Saltzer, Stalzer, Stalzer, Kyle, Kyle Stalzer God, is another bullpen arm yeah, to, to watch 50, uh, 25 and two-thirds innings pitched in a 2.81 ERA. So that's who to look out for on this team. Yeah. So it, it looks like Soporowski. Um, would you say his first name is their website doesn't have his first name on it. Just says Soporowski comma. And that's it. <laughs> his name is so long. They left off the Pete. Oh, okay. Pete. Uh, it looks like he'll probably get the start against tech. He's allowing two two thirty two to opposing batters, 59 strikeouts to 14 walks. So that's pretty good. I mean, um, only 53 hits allowed in 59 innings pitch. So he, he seems like a decent pitcher, but I don't think that the teams that they're playing have the murderer's row of OPS is over 9.92 or whatever that we have. But I, I suppose I could be wrong about that. I'm not a Mac expert. Yeah. All right, now let's get to the fun writer facts. Oh, man, okay. I can't wait. The first one Evan actually put in the notes, but the last time that the Bronx made the NCAA field, so a regional, in 2010, they lost to both Texas and Rice, 
And the combined scores from those games were 30 to 1. Yikes. Let's hope they learned something. To go back in the other direction, they did make a College World Series and went to Omaha back, I assume it was in Omaha at the time, back in 1967. So Tech is the only team in this regional not to have been to a College World Series. Hmm. Till now. Manifest. (laughs) Now for the weird stuff. If you can, Google their their logo very quickly. What do you think their main color is? Okay. Uh, Their main color looks like either like gray or maroon. I'm going to guess, man, white. No, their main color is cranberry. Cranberry. Specifically cranberry, not red. Because (laughs) Andrew J. Ryder, the university's namesake and the first president of the university, owned a cranberry farm. (laughs) Dude, that cranberry money must be good. That's not all I have to say about that cranberry money, though. We talking ocean spray? We talking, I mean... Ocean spray. We're talking Welch's? Like, where are we at here? What's I, I think on? it may be higher up than that because, oh, okay. as the legend goes, he introduced cranberries to the literal Queen of England. Wow. Wait, like Queen Victoria? I assume. Because <laughs> I, think, I think I saw this university was founded in like 1867 or something like 1865, that. 1865, bro. Oh, come on. Oh, okay, well. I thought maybe maybe the good people of New Jersey were still preoccupied with the Civil War at that point, you know. Yeah. Well, the Queen, handing out titles left and right at the time, nicknamed him the Cranberry King of New Jersey. I like it. That's that's a good title. That's a good Cranberry title. King. The Queen. And so now the university every year has a cranberry festival with oh. a guy who dresses up as a cranberry and it <laughs> looks quite hilarious. <laughs> So, so wait, did you say the Queen of England named him the King of New Jersey Cranberries or whatever? The the Queen of England named him the Cranberry King of New Jersey. I I feel like that's legit, right? Like he was officially like given that fiefdom as you know the Queen like <laughs> gave him that title. So you know, basically, if you're in New Jersey, bow down to the Cranberry King. <laughs> the Cranberry King. You're the history major, and you saw when the university was founded. Were these the, still the colonies at the time, or had America yes. gotten their independence yet? No. We in actually 65? haven't gotten our... Believe it or not, we actually have not gotten our independence. We are still... The Queen of England can still tell us who is the Cranberry King and who isn't. <laughs> I'm going to punch the Queen in the face. <laughs> Why wow. not? Yeah. See, British Secret Service, if you're listening to this, he did not mean that. I'm going to go punch a Cranberry in the face. <laughs> Yeah, let's New do Jersey that. Secret Service, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So, yeah, looking at the rest of the regional, though, uh, the games, rather than describe out the bracket games, they start on Friday, like we said earlier. Games, Two games will be played on Saturday, two on Sunday, and a necessary a game on Monday as well. How far do we think Tech will go into the tournament? Do we think that they'll win the whole thing? Do we think they'll be the last team eliminated from it? Or do we think they go 0-2 and, and lose to Ryder and then get the cranberries beaten out of us by NC State or Alabama? <laughs> um, I'll go Nathan. first. Um, <laughs> this cranberry thing was very <laughs> unexpected. Um, <laughs> I, I was not prepared for this. I should have bought so, some cranberry juice. Um, I think Tech will beat Ryder. Um, I don't think that they have the experience. I mean, they've been playing in these... Like, if you look up a picture of their baseball field, I mean, it's like like Rustin High has a better stadium than them, and that's not like exaggerating. So I, I think the atmosphere will be a lot for them. I think, you know, good for them making it to a regional. And I'm happy that 
they're coming to Ruston because that means we're hosting, but like, I think we're going to beat the pants off of them. NC state and Alabama are both really interesting because I don't know who wins that game. So it's hard to say how we're going to do in the second round, but I'll just talk generally. I think tech will, I think we will have to win two games on Sunday, which means that we will have lost either on Friday or Saturday to get there. And if we win two games on Sunday, that means we got to play on Monday as well which sucks because I have to be back in Texas on Monday morning and there's no way around that. So I think tech wins it on Monday. 3 PM is the game time um, for, for game seven on Monday, June 7th. I think tech will beat NC state um, to move on to face Arkansas in the super regionals. That's my prediction. All right, Josh, what do you think? I kind of along the same vein as uh, Evan, I think we make it till Sunday. I think we have to play Sunday, but I think ultimately Tech, um, the bats just get crazy hot once again. And I think Tech manages to beat Alabama because I think Alabama will pull out some of uh, that SEC magic and uh, shut down NC State. But, you know, since Tech has been known to beat SEC teams in the baseball world, we managed to beat Alabama and we make it to... The next round in the Super Regional where we play Arkansas and dear God help us. Yeah. Uh, Courtney just texted me from the other room saying, win it all, book it, go home, go big or go home. So there's that. <laughs> I like it. I've changed my mind. Win it all. My prediction is that Tech wins it all. They'll beat all of Ryder, NC State, and Alabama to make it pretty obvious that Tech is the best team in the tourney. And then Arkansas won't win theirs and Tech will host a Super Regional. Yo. Hell that saves yeah. me so much money. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I have a pre-booked trip that weekend, so I will not be going and to I wherever the regional is. So, or super regional, sorry. Um, but I will be annoying my wife by watching Tech playing in a super regional from California, where I should be, you know, focusing on her family or whatever. But shout out <laughs> Catherine's family, good yeah. people. I've heard. <laughs> Yeah, all, all not listeners to the show, hopefully. <laughs> I'm sure they understand. Well, to uh, maybe help you feel a little better about possibly missing a Super Regional in Ruston, you want to handle the Tweet of the Week? Yeah, so this week's Tweet of the Week is going to go to my boy, LaTeX Report, um, who I actually met. Shout out to him for, for getting me and Daniel into the chairbacks on Sunday. We were out on the berm, and he came through clutch with some, with some tickets for us. So we met up and... You know, it was a meeting of the uh, the LaTeX Twitter minds, I guess. But uh, he had a great tweet on May 29th. So I believe this was right after we doubled up on Southern Miss with the double walk-offs on Saturday. And he just tweets to, uh, he quote tweeted Southern Miss baseball saying, in the driver's seat on May 28th after they beat Tech 4-1 to with a little uh, animation of a car, a crash test gone right i guess i I don't know how to describe that it's just a bunch of crash test clips together um with a with a couple of frozen smiley faces and a hashtag how about them dogs so a lot of great tweets to choose from this week but that one really seemed to uh to rub salt in that southern miss wound just the right way so shout out to latech report love uh, for the tweet of the week this week yeah so apparently the only thing you need to do to earn tweet of the week is to give us, or at least Evan, free tickets inside the stadium. Yeah. Hey, if anybody wants to get me inside no, no, the no, no, no. Me, me, me. Next <laughs> give them to me now. Give them to me. Hey, no. Evan, <laughs> me, me, me. Listen, 
I'll be on the berm, but if you, you know, if you want tweet of the week and you got an extra seat, I'm just saying. Listen, people got four <laughs> tickets they can give away, though. Like you know. <laughs> yeah. One more thing before we wrap up, uh, Evan, you had a non-sponsored message. Is how it's titled in our notes. Yeah, we're we're not getting paid for this, but um, uh, one of the guys on the Blue Tech Blue forums owns the Cooktown Road Dairy Queen in Ruston, and he's a huge tech supporter. And he announced kind of unofficially on the forums i guess that he'll be donating one dollar of every blizzard he sells this weekend from uh friday through sunday to the fundraiser currently ongoing to redo the basketball court i know we talked about that a few weeks ago like the or did we talk about that on the show actually i don't know we've had a lot to talk about yeah so the the redoing the floor at the tech yada yada we'll talk about it later when there's not baseball to talk about um, but if you're in Ruston this weekend, you know, stop by for some ice cream and, you know, you'll also be helping uh, redo the floors at the tech. So um, shout out to him. And, you know, if nothing else seems to be open on Sunday in Ruston. So you may not have much of another choice. Uh, and who doesn't like ice cream? True. Yeah. Um, I got two things. Two things. Two things. One, um, it's Peach Fest this weekend. So, Ooh, you know, I've never been peach to ice Peach cream. Fest. Peach Fest versus Cranberry Fest. Peach Fest wins, obviously. Fight. Come on, man. <laughs> so go go get you some peach ice cream. Uh, it's excellent. If anybody who is not a Rustin native or Rustin adjacent person is listening to this podcast. And two, if there are any Ryder fans or any tech fans or whoever runs into a Ryder fan at this tournament, I want to meet them. I want to meet you. I will buy you a beer. I have so many questions about cranberries. <laughs> And I, I must know these answers. Yeah. Um, also, uh, we'll be at the games. We'll have, um, I'll bring all the stickers I have left for GTPDD. If you missed me at last week, you know, just come up and say hi. I'll tweet out, you know, the same picture that I did last week, like our location and everything. And just come find us, man. We'll, we'll give you a sticker. Um, give you a bunch of stickers if you're, if you happen to be the girlfriend of one of the players on the team. But I'll just leave that there. <laughs> Yeah. So again, you know how to to get things from from Evan. You know how to get the tweet of the week. Yeah. You know Either be the stickers. girlfriend of a player on the team who wants to give stickers to the players on the team, or give me tickets, and you'll get things. <laughs> anyway. And so I guess I'm out of time and trying to make a reference to the band of the Cranberries, but that about wraps it up for this episode Zombie. of the Go Tech Plays on Time podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at g o t e c h p l s d n t d i e. Or head to our blog where the baseball contest just wrapped up and I Evan, mean? your brother, won it. Yeah. Wow. Not me. <laughs> Not you, Josh. Mm. There's always next year. Uh, but that blog and the contest when it used to be there is at gtpdd.dog. That's dot D-O-G. And until next time, I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. And I'm going to find some orange juice. And go tech. Please don't die. Until next time, I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. And I'm going to find some orange juice. And go tech. Please don't die. Oh, for your champagne. I get it. Okay.
Jesus, it was like man. a cranberry juice. That was the whole thing. 